Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Two weeks ago, we go from a full house back down to three again. There's always someone missing from this lineup, but we still got some stellar names with us tonight. Welcome to episode 46 <laughs> of the Premier Non-League podcast. Uh, James is missing once again in action. It's not the first time this season. It's not the last time. I'm damn sure before we get to uh, the end of end of April. So tonight it's just Gareth, Trev, and Chris. So Gaz, how you doing? I'm really good, mate. How are you? I'm even better the fact that we've hit a thousand uh, followers on Twitter this week. We have indeed, yeah. We've done very, very well, haven't we? Put a little note out, didn't we, this week? I think we only needed, was it something like 27? And something like that, yeah. 1,025 yeah. now, so fantastic. Chris, how are you? Very well indeed, thank you. Very well. Chris is looking very dapper dressed up tonight. He's actually just got in from work, so he says, but he just looks like he's just got dressed up for me and Gaz tonight. It's fantastic. He wouldn't do it for James, so I think it must be just the, uh, <laughs> the change. I thought I'd make the effort. Just with it being the three of us, I thought I'd get intimate and make the effort. There we go. Just need some candles from Gaz or something, you know, and then we're right away, really, aren't we? I've got a, I've got a, a makeshift candle just to the left of me if you want me to put it on. But yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Gaz has bought the flowers. Superb. What an evening. What an evening. I'd love to say that I bought them for my wife, but um, I didn't. So. Ooh, <laughs> does she listen to the podcast? No, she doesn't deserve them. <laughs> In fact, she, she quite often goes out when we're recording because apparently I bore her to death. You're quiet most of the time. Yeah. Not tonight, though. Not tonight. Plenty to get for as always. It might only be two weeks, but a day's a long time in, in football these days. But we'll we'll start off with a little reminder of our live show we've got on Monday the 27th of March at Horsham FC. We announced our panel of four managers um, over the course of the week. So by the time the last podcast came out, we had given you who's who's on our panel and uh we've got quite a good lineup chaps haven't we between the four managers we've got yes very good very good um all likely to be very honest and will i'm sure be great on the evening yeah ho- all... hopefully it should be a very 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 good night um tickets are available we've only got 60 
uh, as the hall is relatively, or the clubhouse is relatively small in terms of trying to get an audience in and obviously a, a panel of managers and some of us as well. But if you are after tickets, two each per person, and you can get them by emailing admin at horshamfc.co.uk. I'm hoping to get an update from Mark tonight, how many requests they've had and what, what there are left, because he's got a committee meeting at Horsham as we record. So hopefully that'll be out. Otherwise, we'll keep, keep you updated via our Twitter page at the PNLP. So I was going to go straight into the clubs, but we haven't got much from Worthing sitting with us tonight. So right. <laughs> we'll, we'll head to South Shields <laughs> instead. Um, Chris, just a relentless machine at the moment, isn't it? Another another yeah. win at the weekend against your local rivals, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Almost a bit of a relegation nail in their coffin. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the word relentless. That's a word Kevin Phillips has used on numerous occasions. And uh, <laughs> um, Saturday was, yeah, Shields were relentless and Mask were... I have to say, poor. Um, you've got two lads up front who are really high class in Donald Chimalilo and Adam Boyd, but not a lot else. And I, I worry for them. I look at the N, the NPL table now, and I look at the bottom four, and I really can't see the four of them getting out of trouble. From yeah. what I've seen in recent weeks, I thought Belper were really poor um, a week on Saturday. So we've played uh, the two relegation candidates in a week. And both sides were way, way off where they need to be to get out of trouble. Um, Saturday could could have been carnage, really. Shields put the foot on the gas after about half an hour and between minutes 30 and 60 were just unbelievable. Um, it could have been any number. And then once they got to 4-0, took the foot off the gas slightly and um, without, without becoming arrogant. But... Um, yeah, it is relentless. And tomorrow night, we'll go back down to Derbyshire, Tuesday night, down to Matlock, who were the last team to take points off us, actually, just a couple of weeks ago. They took a point away from, from Shields. So, um, the, well, weather permitting, I'll be at uh, Matlock tomorrow night. And that's one of our two games in hand. So, just something. You know, we're nine points clear now with 10 games to go. Tomorrow night could see us, obviously, go 12 points clear. Um, so, yeah, relentless is the word, Trev. Definitely. Just had a quick look at the table. Can you see Mars getting anything from their three or four games in hand? If they not get those. Saturday, no, not even if they get those two, sort of the other two, sort of. If yeah, they get them I mean, scoring, then they stand a chance, no? They've got the two lads, you know, they've got Chimalillo and Boys up front, and, and they are really high class, but you've got to get the ball to them first. Yeah. And defensively, they were naive. The two centre-halves were, one in particular, really, really naive uh, and quite poor, if I'm being honest. Um, and what I saw was, I mean, fortunately, they've got Carl Jarrett back as manager. I think this must be his third spell with the club, at least his second. He has a rich history of, with the club. They dispensed with the services of Curtis Woodhouse a couple of weeks ago. And they've brought Carl Jarrett back. Uh, it's a good move. If anybody's going to keep them up, it's him. But he's got yeah. a huge, huge job on his hands from what I've seen. Um, Liversedge had a good win at the weekend, but again, they are limited. Um, I really and I, I, yeah, I, I think other teams that are out of the bottom four have got plenty in them to stay out of trouble. 
I mean, they've got Morpeth in their next game on uh, tomorrow tomorrow night, haven't they? Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. So um, I mean, that, that's a local derby, kind yeah. of. Um, and the way Morpeth play, um, Morpeth are quite aggressive. Hello. Um, quite well, they can bully teams if you allow yeah. them to. And I've got a feeling that they'll have too much for mask on that, what I what I've seen. Yeah, that could be it then tomorrow, couldn't it? If they if they're not going to get could. anything out of it, Morpeth get three points tomorrow. That lifts them. Well, on forty, that's eight points clear of Nantwich, who have played yeah. two games more than them or one game more than them. Um, so, I, mean, I think that's the, it, isn't it? It is. I mean, the the pitch could be a leveler. I mean, the, the pitch isn't great, but Morpeth, the way Morpeth can play, the, it becomes just it just neutralizes everything. I've yeah. I, hey, this league, the Northern Premier League, has a habit of you know producing some bizarre results, and you know tomorrow night could be the case. But from what I've seen over the last month. Um, that bottom four are in are in big big danger now. And Chris, there's a little change of weather, isn't there? Coming your way from, yeah. from Scotland that I noticed this morning. Is there a yeah. little bit of a concern about Christ? If we get games called off the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a bit of a struggle to fit in. Yeah, I, I, tomorrow's game. I mean, Matlock have posted that yeah, the weather forecast isn't too bad. It's going to be cold. Mm. But the, the the snow should hit the east coast more than anything, and we we're away again in the west on Saturday, so the cold snap. Um, Shields haven't got a home game to worry about, so okay. um, tomorrow we're kind of in the central. We're in we're in Derbyshire, so we're more central. It's going to be very very cold. I think if if there's a heavy heavy frost tonight, might be a danger. But the sun gets higher now, so the mm. um I. I there is a risk of the match being off tomorrow night, but um, hope fingers crossed it'll be okay. And then after that, I think it's scheduled to get a little touch warmer for the weekend. And Shields are away in, in Manchester, so it shouldn't be too bad. It should be fine. Now, obviously, we, we've changed the question, haven't we, to uh, to when will Shields get promoted? And I think two weeks ago, you said Easter Saturday. Now, have you brought that forward a little bit or are you still sticking to Easter time? Um, I'll stick to that purely because I wanted to because it's Easter Saturday. Um, <laughs> it would be great to because uh, we then we we're away to Whitby on Easter Monday, but we we're going to Whitby on the Sunday, staying overnight. So it'd be nice to have a good party on the Saturday night, go to Whitby on the Sunday, match Monday, brilliant Easter weekend. So lovely. Um, there's a we play Radcliffe on the 25th of March, and Radcliffe are, have been one of our near rivals. So it would be, you know, beat Radcliffe at home and kind of it's kind of all over. But I'd like it to be mathematically safe on Easter Saturday. Excellent. Now, it's a shame we actually haven't got any of the Worthing contingent because I think I worked out they've actually been unbeaten since we last recorded. And we watched one of those games, Gaz, didn't we, against Hungerford? Yeah. A week ago Saturday, which yeah. they had to work really hard for, didn't they, to get the win? They really had to battle, didn't they? I think yeah. they, I think Hungerford showed a bit of heart, and hopefully they can show a bit more of that heart and get get themselves out of that sort of out of that relegation zone to to and and stay safe. Um, but yeah, they really had to work for their win. Um, it was a penalty, wasn't it? I think one of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second goal, wasn't it? Ollie, the yeah. winner from Ollie Pierce was was a penalty, but. They obviously had a 6 0 win against um, Dulwich as well, who changed yep. managers during the week and that. But having a having a watch of their division, the National League North as as well, Chris, the 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 top race in the South looks done. 
in, yeah. in the fourth it's opened up a little bit and um Fylde had Mo Farl recalled by I think it's Bolton Bolton or no West Brom sorry today which yeah put, put a bit of a dent in theirs yes um, and when you look at the bottom of the two take out Telford who I think yeah they're gone too much to do yeah <laughs> Um, above them, and I think five, five, six, seven sides in the south. That's race at the. I say the race at the bottom. That you know, at the bottom to get out of the bottom four and stay in the division next year is getting ever, ever so tight for all of them. It's going to be really, really exciting to the end, um, which is great for the neutral, not so much for the teams involved. No. But um, uh, we, we we'd like to see Blythe Spartans stay up because. Um, it means it will be another local derby for us next season. Yeah. You know, should we go into National League North? Um, their their manager is our ex manager, so it would be nice for Blythe to stay up. Um, I've got a feeling that they'll 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 not make it. I've got a feeling Blythe won't stay up, but um, fingers crossed they do. Um, but yeah, it could be anywhere. Oh, Farsley Celtic in there, Bradford Park mm. Avenue, Leamington. There's all Lemington, kinds of teams yeah. in there. Um, and, and it's going to be very exciting. Very. And then going back to Worthing, Gaz, the top end of that table, if you look underneath Dartford and um, Ebbsfleet, yep. that is so tight. And very tight. Gap, um, and Ch- and Chelmsford are 1-0 up as well tonight. They're they? playing Dulwich. Dulwich, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they do need a win because they've got, um, I think, St Albans and Tunbridge, I think it is, breathing down their neck at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, right, Tom Rick, yeah. Uh, St Albans have got two games in hand as well. That's right. Yeah, everyone else is pretty much close up on games, but it's so but then, tight, isn't it? Point, points wise between the other four, it really is. But then you also look—you've got Farnborough who have got two and four yeah. games in in hand yeah. over over everyone pretty much, apart from haven't. Yeah, <laughs> who yeah, are, who very, are sat in fourth. Very dark horses, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and then I think, yeah, I think the four that are there probably. Are going to be the four that go down, unless Dulwich, who have been on a little bit of a run of poor form, I think, haven't they? Until the um, weekend, yeah. Until under, the weekend just gone. Under, under Hacking Heretin, their new manager. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that was their first win in. Wow. 10, Ten think, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just having a look yeah. at it now. Did, did I see at the weekend that Worthing, um, did I read that correctly, that they conceded an equaliser? Against nine men, yeah. you did see that. Yeah, Pete wasn't very happy about that, was he? No. Yeah, I was hoping to have Pete on tonight to see what his reaction mm. would be. I would yeah, imagine being apoplectic. They, yeah, and I think I think if I remember rightly, reading the report, it was quite early in the game. They yeah, went down thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Yeah. Wow. So mm. there's best part of an hour there of football um, <laughs> against nine men. And yeah. yeah, but I suppose we give some credit to Slough for yeah. hanging on, grabbing a point. They're in that yeah. bottom fix a little bit, so yeah. yeah, yeah, fair play to them. So, you know, as I say, shame neither of the guys are on and can give us a bit more insight on that, unfortunately. But, yeah, very much they have so. had a good run worth in recently, so still looking well, at still that, place. They've still got that cushion, you know, they've still got that cushion below them as well, and for the playoff spots, yeah, they've got a little bit mm. in hand. They they have and they haven't. There's Tunbridge are what six points off Worthing, um, and mm. five points off Chelmsford if Chelmsford go on and win this game tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. So there Tunbridge, is a little bit. Go on. Tunbridge's issues is their consistency. They they look brilliant 
for a couple of weeks in a row and then they'll go and lose yeah. a silly game or they'll get themselves back in contention to within a point or three. Yeah. And then just when you think the next step's another win, they drop off again and you think, but, but, you know, again, credit to what Jay Saunders has done at Tunbridge in a year. You know, last year they just stayed up under Steve McKim that completely transformed the playing side of it and they're knocking on the door for the playoffs. So, you know, a bit like Worthing, they won't be too disappointed. I don't think they finish just outside. No. Or, you know, or just inside. Been a great year for both of them. I think where I think where Worthing have been in that playoff spot for a majority of the season, mm. I think even though it's their first season, I think you're you anyone you ask at Worthing will say they're disappointed not to be in the playoffs if they don't make the playoffs. Um, yeah. just because they've been there all season. Yeah. Um it'll be interesting to ask what Hinch thinks on our live show and mm. uh, see what see what he see what he has to Absolutely. say about it but yeah. he, he'll he be keep his cards closely to his chest I would have thought because it's, there's still some time to play in the season so Absolutely oh. Absolutely um, Well obviously Barnet have been a bit up and down over the last last couple of weeks we've seen we win one lose one win one lose one at the moment um, yeah. they're still hanging on in fourth spot at the moment and the trophy to come at the weekend which we'll come on to um, a little bit a little bit later but we'll, we'll leave Barnet alone this week so I'm not asking myself any questions um, <laughs> so Trevor, how do you think Barnet have done over the last two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, literally, that up and up and down. We've we've, we've lost a lost a couple we sh- shouldn't have done, and one <clears throat> excuse me, one 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 twice, which one we definitely expected. And Friday night we really um, we really needed against um, Southend, who survived last Wednesday their tax bill and court hearing mm-hmm. and everything else, and. Yeah. We'll uh we'll we'll come to that a little bit in the national league as well. So um but we uh we play again play again tomorrow night um at Dorking, which me and Gaz will be be at, which we were gonna mention a bit later. Um yeah. and then the trophy at the weekend again as 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 we'll come to in the FA trophy and Vars bit, and then we play again next Tuesday, and then we play again Saturday, then we actually have a Tuesday off. You um, sound like a manager moaning about fixture congestion, Trevor. Mm. I move on from that. <laughs> it is it is absolutely you know relentless but at the same time I don't think any one of us would would change it because of how fantastically well we're doing this year against what we all expected to be fair um, it just means I'm watching more Barnet football than I am anything else really at the moment so um, but um, yeah no we've still got plenty left to play for this year, absolutely. Um, we've lost we've we've lost a bit of the buffer in the playoffs from losing the games. But as I said to a lot of people, that if we're going to have a blip, I'd rather we have it now than in yeah. April because we've still got a month and two or two months to repair it. Whereas then you've got you'll have about four games left. So mm-hmm. that buffer's gone a little bit, but we're still just about keeping ahead of the curve, as you'd say. You're still there. You'll be all right. Yeah, we should be. I mean, every, the players worked hard enough, and the management team to get us to where we are um, yeah. and even if we ended up finishing outside the playoffs but you got to Wembley or vice versa you got one or the other you know again it's still a massive progress on last year and then you've got yeah. to go one better again when you come to next year so um, makes the summer interesting either way whether you're defending the FA Trophy and made the playoffs but not gone up or whether you made the playoffs but you've got to go one better next year and mm. didn't quite get there in the trophy all exciting all exciting. Very, very which exciting. Brings us to the National League title race, which mm. has got no ounce of non-excitement, has it? 
after the after the uh, the weekend games, it's been ebbing and flowing between these yeah. two, haven't it? Um, Notts County lost to Dagenham a couple of weeks ago, which was the most unexpected considering Dagenham parted company with Daryl McMahon on the Friday night, which uh, gave Wrexham a bit of um, encouragement. And then they went and beat Chesterfield mid- midweek, which was a great result. Um, and then the weekend took some funny turns at both ends. Oh. With, um, County getting a 90th minute equaliser at Bromley and then Maidenhead picking up a 90th minute equaliser to deny Wrexham all three points. Yes. So Wrexham are one point clear, one game in hand, which I think they play the week after next. Who's going to win it? Uh, I'm going to go back on myself, I think. Oh, I, I knew you would eventually. Yeah. I knew I, you would. Do you know what? I think if they'd beaten Sheffield United, I think I think Notts County would have won the league. I think to have that to have that sort of extra game in there might have caused a few issues. But I what I watched the um the Wrexham Maidenhead game at the weekend yeah. and Maidenhead were lucky to score that goal. Uh, Wrexham just looked very comfortable when they were 2-1 up. Mm. They looked really comfortable. And I'm going to go back on what I said that Wrexham won't get promoted and I'm going to say Wrexham will win the league. <laughs> yeah, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah Wrexham. Wrexham for me has been for a long time. Um, it would be a, a travesty if not County, therefore, didn't go up via the playoffs. Mm. I mean, but yeah, I can see it. I can see them not going up via the playoffs for some reason. I hope I'm wrong. I just got that feeling that there'll be an argument to make it, you know, three up, three down. Whether it comes in in time, I doubt. Um, but I, I, I can, yeah, Wrexham for me, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I... See, I mean, I would go county. The only only thing about Wrexham is that they they do concede a few more than what not county. They're not. Not massive loads more, but like at the weekend, they could, they could, they should have come away with a two-one win, but conceded again in the in the ninetieth minute. Mm. Um, both Wrexham and Notts County have got to come to the hive. Notts County in about two weeks' time, and Wrexham come, uh, I think, the Saturday after they play each other on Easter mm-hmm. Monday. So whether yeah. that game on Easter Monday will actually decide things, because I think there's two two games left. I think after. <laughs> After that Easter game, well, it might be three. Um, so whether that game has it, but you know, not just us. There's plenty of other clubs that can have a little bit of influence on it. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I just fancy County just to have that little bit of edge. But you know, to be honest, you could put a, a Rizzler paper between the pair of them. You know, to how good it's mm-hmm. been this year. Yeah. I I just think when you've got someone like Paul Mullen up top, who should have, who could have had three or four on Saturday. I just I think he's gonna be the the difference. I just, I I haven't seen a lot more of Notts Notts County this, this season, but I just think when you've got someone like him up top who came from League One, is it? I think he came yeah. from. Yeah, he's he's dropped down two divisions for the money, but he's he's earning. He's 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 doing what he's been paid to do, and he yeah. he should have had maybe he should have had a hat trick, maybe four on 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 Saturday night. But then you've got County, you've got Macaulay Langstaff's got 33 goals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Langstaff. Mullins, uh, Mullins in the shadow. Yeah, Langstaff's a great goal scorer. Mm. But I just think Wrexham will have too much. Just over the over the final couple of furlongs, as they say. 
Um, and I, I would like to see, if, had, had, had the two of them not been as far clear as they are, then it wouldn't bother me so much about mm. who goes up by the playoffs. Yeah. But because they're so, so far ahead of everybody else, I really want to see them both go up. I think it would help. I think it helps the National League if they do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it helps a lot of clubs who don't quite have those budgets. It just levels the playing field slightly, particularly when clubs who are going to come down probably will have their own financial issues. Mm. Um, and it just levels the playing field a little bit. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the thinking of a lot of a lot of people, a lot of clubs as well. And again, like mm. I say, you put the Rizzle paper between the pair of them, only mm. one of them can automatically go up. Is yeah. It's almost an absolute travesty, isn't it? But it is. the rules are the rules, aren't they? So we'll see We'll see where they go with them. I know we don't um, normally do this, but you just, mm. I mean, just looked at the bottom of the League 2 table. You've got Rochdale there, Crawley Town, Hartlepool and Harrogate. Yeah. All mm. sort of the bottom four. Mm. And there's 25 or seven points between Harrogate and Rochdale. Um, but Crawley haven't won in five. Mm-hmm. No, I think Rochdale won for the first time in about a couple of months, didn't they? The yeah, weekend? they won at the weekend, yeah. Mm. Um, which has closed it up a little bit because um, they're only one point off Crawley now. Yeah, there's a few games in hand for Crawley though, aren't there? Uh, yeah, three. Three games yeah. in hand. But then if you're not winning, you're not winning. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> Those games, you have had points a game in hand. Do you think Scunthorpe are safe? Uh, let me just have a quick look. Um, no. I think yeah. I, I expect him to win at the weekend against Eastleigh, given Eastleigh's poor away form. Um, yeah. And the fact Eastleigh went down to 10 as well. But they didn't. Um, I was speaking to a couple of Scunthorpe fans on Twitter yesterday, I think it was. And um, now that some of the uh, are of the opinion that they've now signed too many players. And they've got too many options, and now don't yeah. quite know what to what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, whether that goes works against them, I I don't don't know. But um, reading the report yesterday, Jimmy Dean said they're at home Tuesday to I can't remember who off the top of my head, but Altrincham, Altrincham, yeah, who um, were on a fantastic run till they got thumped at Wildstone on on Saturday. But he said basically Tuesday night. We're looking at last chance saloon. He said, "There's no point kidding anyone because that's exactly what it is." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've played. I think thirty. They play thirty-six or thirty-seven now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the line. They have played. They've played thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yes, yeah, so thirty-six yep. on Tuesday night. You've only got ten games left then, and you're looking at uh, you know a big ass. I suppose the only thing going in their favour is a lot of the sides at the weekend picked up a point or didn't win at all, mm. so they mm-hmm. haven't escaped too far in front of them. But you can't you can't afford to be losing games. You've got to be picking up at least a point. So, um, don't know. It'd be interesting tomorrow night. So, Exultrium will, will be on the back of a four nil hammering at, at Wildstone. So, um, and they were on a really good run uh, yeah. prior to that. So. Who knows? Who knows indeed? It's a full programme tomorrow night in uh, in Tuesday night as we record on the Monday in all three divisions. So um, by the time we get to the weekend on, you know, by next Sunday could be some uh, significant movements mm. in, uh, so. in all directions. Yeah. And just staying with Wrexham a little bit, there was a, a little bit of a, a hoo-ha caused during the week, not by Wrexham themselves um, and absolutely nothing against them, their supporters or anything, but um, we picked up on something I saw, and I know a lot of Bromley 
people through watching games up that way against um, a few other clubs. And uh, I think it's fair to say that um, Bromley went out of the way to uh, annoy their own supporters, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, Do you want to explain and... a little bit, Gaz? So, from from what I've read, and you're throwing me under the bus here because I haven't had a chance to prepare too much for this today. Right, from what I understand, you. they've moved, they've asked some of their season ticket holders who normally would sit, is it a sit, it's part of the seated stand or? Stand behind the goal. Which stand are we talking? Are we talking bar end or the other end? No, the other end, the north, yeah, the north okay. end of the ground. So, they've, they've asked some of the fans that would, would stand or sit behind there um, if they would mind moving, from what I understand. For the well, game, they've basically said we're having the whole stand for Wrexham plus the away end terrace they have down the side, yeah. and we need to use the electric turnstiles, which there are only two sets in the ground at the end where the north is, and yeah. as you rightly say, at the far end where Broomfield is, the far. Yeah. Uh, why they can't go through the normal turnstiles like? we did when we played at Bromley back in October and we and Wrexham fans did when they went to Wildstone the other week. There's no electronic turnstiles yeah. there. Carry on. <laughs> so I have a mixed view on this. One, I'm putting my football brain on and going, that's stupid. What a stupid idea. The second, I'm looking at a business side of it. And if mm-hmm. they can get more money by getting more fans through the door, Hold your horses before anyone jumps down my throat. Bromley have an, a, t- a capacity of 5,150. They have an average of 2,500 as their crowd and 1,606 1, or something like that are seated. Now, there's a lot of spare seats there. If Bromley are willing to put, uh, not Bromley, will uh, Wrexham are bringing more fans, can bring more fans down and put more money into Bromley. I see it, but don't. Maybe ask them if they'll move out of that stand and just give them a little bit extra. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not defending what Bromley have done here. I'm just there's there's clearly a valid business reason for it. Um, and this is just my opinion, just looking at it as from a as with my business brain on. If there's a bit of chance to get a bit more money through the door, and it's not just match day ticket revenue, it's buying your burgers, buying your beers, and that sort of thing, then do it. Try and do it. Don't try not to do it at the detriment of your own fans. So yeah. don't use the electric turnstiles because that's clearly that's clearly a, a convenience for the Bromley from the Bromley fans. But do it. Just get them in the normal, the normal mm-hmm. way, the way that they would do normally. But who's going to be who's going to be their long term? Wrexham fans, yeah, Bromley the, chairman, no, or Bromley supporters. I, I, I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw. I think. Did you tweet about it? I think you said something about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, no, you're absolutely. You're, you are absolutely right. But if Bromley are only averaging two and a half thousand, and they hold five thousand, there's two and a half thousand seats there, or two and a half thousand spaces where there could be two and a half thousand more people in the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. My point I'm not. Was, I'm just adding a little bit of a yeah, yeah, spin on yeah, it. no, yeah, yeah, precisely. And this is this is you know this is the great thing about it. Halifax have given Wrexham more tickets. I think somewhere in the region of four thousand. Yeah. Now they've done it without inconveniencing any of their own supporters. When they come to Barnet in April, they've already sold out the North Stand, which yeah. holds nineteen hundred. That's it. They've been told there's no more. 
any of them buy tickets in the home end, they will either have their tickets cancelled. If they turn up on the day, try getting the ground, they will be ejected. Simple as that. They've been yeah. told that's it because segregation doesn't allow for it at the hive. Yeah. Now, when um, Bromley played York, I think it was, last year, or it's Hereford this year in the FA Cup, one of the two, they gave York the entire terrace down the side behind the dugouts, which obviously, Gaz, you know quite well, you've been to Hayes yeah. Lane quite often with me. So what is the problem with all of that terrace again, as they did before, or you tell Wrexham, that's your capacity. That's yeah. it. Why am I inconveniencing my own supporters, which will come back to bite him on the bum next summer mm-hmm. when the season ticket renewals, people will say, sorry, not interested because you're interested in the pound note, yeah. not anything else. And again, this is nothing to do with Wrexham. As far as I'm aware, no one's corrected me since. They haven't no. asked for the extra tickets. Bromley have gone, all oh, money-making opportunity here. We'll shaft our own. We'll tell them this is what we're doing mm. and to hell with it. And quite frankly, not good enough in my book. And that... sorry, just one more yeah, point no, no, no. Make as well was obviously on Twitter, I think it was Thursday when it was all blowing up. Not one supporter of another club, including Wrexham fans as well, went... That's a cracking idea. Do it, yeah. but don't inconvenience your own supporters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that I think that's what I was trying to trying to get across is there is a valid business reason to do it if you can get more people in, but don't mm-hmm. but don't inconvenience your own fans. Like you say, put them in that end, mm. and if they can get more in that end than they can get in the little side bit, then then hey, great, it's a bit more money through the door, a bit more money for next season and to to help the club in the future. Yeah, don't inconvenience your fans. That that's what I was trying to get across. Don't inconvenience your fans, but there is a valid. There's clearly a valid business reason for mm. for him to want to do that. Mm. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll take my yeah, business on, hat off now. On, put it away. Yeah, the fo- there's a football reason as well. As a little caveat to that is that by doing what any club doing this, whether whether it's inconveniencing fans or not, the more away support you've got, that neutralizes home advantage, doesn't yep. it? Yeah. The more Wrexham or whoever fans could be any team. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean on this... Saturday, you know, South Shields outnumbered mask supporters at least two to one. So it it, it makes it it neutralizes home advantage. And you want every possible advantage you can get if you're Bromley and you're playing against the team that's walk perhaps going to walk away with the league. Absolutely, Chris. I mean, I, I said the same thing. If I was Andy Woodman, I'd be knocking on the chairman's door going, what are you doing? Why are you diluting you the home support? You know, yeah. um, Halifax haven't got anything to play for. They're, they're not in danger of going down. They're not going to touch the playoffs. Fair enough for them doing it. Bromley are chasing the playoffs. They're sitting outside it. I've yeah. also heard Torquay are going to do the same thing. They're fighting relegation. Yeah. Why are you giving Why? your position? Yeah, and absolutely. You might as well give them a 1-0 head start. So, Trev, just a quick question. Moving on to yeah. that, you say they've sold uh, Wrexham sold 1,900 tickets for yep. uh, for the Hive. Yeah. How many Barnet fans do you realistically see in that ground on that day? Less than that. Yeah. But well, which, no, which, well, well, you say that though. You come to that point. We could be either needing the points for the playoffs. We could be the arch enemy that stops them winning the league. Yeah. Um, I can't tell six weeks time, but. I would say home support would probably at best match that. And again, because it's a big, big game, yeah. who knows, BT might move it to a TV yeah. game for that point. But my point is the Hive 
can't handle the segregation outside of that stand. That no. is the way in. That's what you have. The best, <laughs> the best they've done is when we played Chesterfield, when we got relegated in 20, where it was, 2017, 2018. And Chesterfield filled that end and they gave them two blocks of the, the stand, legend yeah. stand. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But there is literally, I'm not joking, there's a tiny little gate, excuse me, that's, that's about knee high, that just is across the concourse bit. The yeah, rest yeah. is just going to be netting. There's nothing to stop if you put a set of Wrexham fans in there. And again, you know, the magnitude of what the game could be for both sides at that point. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say labouring trouble or we're going to attract some extra extra travel, but you're then in, you're then incurring an extra police bill, an extra stewarding bill, just to police that little bit for two blocks when they've sold what they've got. That is it. You know, I don't yeah, care if yeah. you're Wrexham or you're Manchester United, you're Tottenham Hotspur, you're AC Milan. That is your away end. That's it. Job done. <laughs> Look after your own supporters and sod the rest. Oh, I it. agree. I agree. I've just given a different aspect to it. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I think if they if they'd done it without inconveniencing their fans, yeah, absolutely. Then, then, absolutely. then there would have yeah. been because I'm, I'm sure they if they put a statement out saying the whole end behind the goal is going to be for for Rexman fans, so we can add a little bit of capacity to it. The rest of the ground is free for Bromley fans. I'm pretty sure there wouldn't have been the uproar that there is at the moment. Yeah, there would. So that's anyway, I'll take my business brain off now. I'll put my football <laughs> brain back on. <laughs> yeah, get back to the football stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We'll stay briefly in the National League. As we mentioned earlier, Southend did survive their um, winding up orders. He paid the tax bill the day before. Um, players have been paid. Most of the staff have been paid. No idea yet whether he's filled in the rest of the creditors like St. John's Ambulance and I think people that print the programmes and God knows whoever, whoever else. Um, so they survived to play on Friday evening and we spoiled the party a little bit Barnet by beating them 1-0 a couple of controversial decisions in there but you know that's football evens itself out over the season and we ran away with the three points so thank you very much um, the issue now which again I've stuck a blog up on my page www.footballwriting.co.uk this evening is that while they've paid their bill they've now got a £5 million bridging loan which essentially should have cleared this, that, the other, Tom, Dick and Harry, and kickstarts the new um, stadium that they want to build at Fossetsfield because Roots Hall is a crumbling mess like Underhill used to be. Yeah. But planning permission for that is not in yet because he keeps updating and changing the plans. So there's actually nothing concrete in there yet and not spades gone in the ground. So he's now got a £5 million loan, which obviously once it started, once he paid the bill on Tuesday, that then triggered the start of the repayments of interest. He's got all his normal bills to pay. Now, he obviously doesn't pay tax very often because he runs up this, that and the other with HMRC. <laughs> um, the players went unpaid with the staff for two months. Um, the youth team players, as far as I know, still aren't playing because they've still not been paid. So how does he pay all this when he couldn't keep up with the last lot? God, I don't know. Uh, I, he's got previous mm. and previous and previous. Um, it, the club is still in, to me, still in huge danger. Yeah. You'll get to the yeah. point where there'll be another winding up petition. So, yeah, it's not over. I think from what I've seen, they're pinning their hopes on going up through the playoffs. 
that's one. That and the new um, stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck because, mm-hmm. as we said earlier, there's so much competition for those playoff spots, yeah. and then they're not even in the playoffs either at the moment, are they? They just dropped out the weekend. Just dropped out. Yeah. 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 So they, they won't go up. They won't go up. I think in twelve yeah. months' time we may be having a similar. If if it gets that far, twelve months' time we'll be having a similar conversation to what we're having now. Well, I mean, I my agree. point. Um, my point was in two in two months' time, football's finished till yeah. July. So you've got yeah. no income from that, you know. And I mean, they are, they are they're averaging just under six thousand at home. They had just over seven thousand on Friday night. So, you know, they're not they're not in danger of not being not being supported, but. Um, you know, you lose that income once April finishes, might extend into May slightly if you make the playoffs yeah. for a game or two. But then yeah. what? You've still got those interest payments and, you know, are, are they going to be selling players over the summer just to be able to survive and get to start next year or, do you, or what? I don't know. Do you think that maybe they need... I don't know. I, genuinely, I haven't... I don't even know where to start with it. <laughs> I think maybe maybe we need to try and get someone from the Shrimpers Trust back on on the next one and just mm-hmm. see if we can make some sort of yeah sense of it a sense of it and see where they think they'll be within the ne- over the next few months maybe that's yeah. something we can look at doing yeah I mean I think to be fair I don't think they know themselves I mean the communication no. put out on Tuesday when basically we've paid the bill and that was it, about three or four yep. lines. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. you know, obviously when we got to court the next day and it got dismissed inside 10 seconds, you you would have found that out anyway. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased for people I know at Southend and some of the fans that I've met over the last few months and spoken to as well. They've still got a club to support. But um, like you guys have both said, it's not it's not over for them and they've still not got a long, long road to go, haven't they? Do you uh, think the management team will still be there next season? Kevin Mayer, Darren Curry, and that sort of thing. Fair play to them if they are. Um, yeah. having I asked through... you, that was a leading question because I know you're good mates with Darren Curry, so that was sort of like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything that we don't know? <laughs> I've, had, I've had questions about lots of um, lots of things, especially uh, especially around the Dagenham job because obviously Darren Darren played there. Darren was assistant to John Still there as well. So he's got a huge connection there. Um, I've spoken to a few people and said that if he hadn't applied for it, I'd, they'd be really surprised. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, not just because of what's happened at Southend, because of the connection he's got with with uh, Dagenham as well. So um, I'm expecting by the time the pod comes out on Friday that they would have announced their new manager anyway. So whether um, whether he's gone for it, I, I I would assume. I don't know. I haven't asked him outright. Um, but why not? People I know, pardon. Why not? People I know, uh, well, actually, someone did ask me last night, has he gone for it? And I went, I don't know, actually. I said, I can ask him. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. And so I was like, well, I've got other sources I can ask instead. And that, and I, I did ask a couple of people that are quite close to the South End anyway and said they'd be really surprised if he hadn't. Um, you know, again, if you go two months without being paid, especially around Christmas time, you know, and the history. You've got wife that, and kids at home. Yeah, precisely. Um, you know, it's not it's not easy. So why not just walk a few miles down the road and guarantee paid income every every month? So yeah, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see on that one. I'll just quickly mention. 
obviously a couple of weeks ago, I think it was after we recorded, the government put out their white paper um, on the regulator, the independent governance and regulation of football that they want to undertake. I haven't read it yet. It's 99 pages long um, and I've managed to, I've got a link to it. <laughs> Uh, I think I sent you the link, didn't I? I sent you something, and I and I, I I was like, I saw it, I looked at it, and I was like, I'm just gonna forward that on because I'm sure he'll talk to me about it. And then when he talks to me about it, I can ask questions. I don't actually have to read it for myself. I was I was listening to another pod last week, and uh, they said it was 99 pages. I was like, Jesus Christ! So I thought I'll have to have a look at that another time. But I have been someone else has sent me the link as well, so I will download and have a look. But um. The only thing I saw in the non-league paper last week ago, Sunday, was it only appears to drop to the national league level, which is a little bit of a concern that you'll be regulated in buying a club to that level, but nothing to stop you or I chucking a few million at someone at step two, three, four, five and six, which is a little bit. So I'm not sure if there's a, you know, there'll be a bit more going back you know, forwards with that because white paper is only the start of it. So it could be, um, you know, we've got a little bit more to go on that. But just thought I'd bring that yeah. up because there'd be more to come. Um, this weekend, we've got the last eight of both the FA Vars and the FA Trophy. So yeah. um, Wembley's very much in sniffing distance as it goes. Yeah. And as I did mention earlier, Barnet are in the Trophy quarterfinals with a trip to trip to Maidstone. Um with Gateshead taking on Farsi Celtic, York against Altrincham, and Aldershot on Halifax. So, both each, what's the final four going to be? Um, I'm going with Barnett in there. Mm. How do you feel about that, actually? Being, Maystone being sort of your old stomping ground and Barnett being your team. How does that... How do you feel? Uh, nothing much, apart from every time I go into... Every time I go and watch a game in Kent, it does feel like going home because that's where I was born. That's where um, I was brought up. And even though I've been in Sussex for 18 years, I think it is now, Kent thought Kent will always be home. So yeah, um, it's nice to go home. But um, yeah, kind of, it's not often Barnet play Maidstone because we're often a division or two apart as it goes. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I've watched Barnet a couple of times at Maidstone um, in the last, Probably three or three or four years. Yeah. Um. Doesn't faze me. I want to. I want Barnet to win. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Okay. Maidstone, so my, my, my four: Barnet, Altrincham, Gateshead, Oldershop. Chris. I'll go with Gaz, but swap Gateshead for Farsley. Mm, because. Uh. Just, I don't know. Just fancy Farsley. <laughs> uh, they're on a run. They're on a run in Gateshead. They've got bigger and more important fish to fry. I think National League survival is much more important than the FA Trophy. Yeah, I do. I do agree with that. And of course, if you win in this round, it's another game that comes off of a Saturday yeah. and goes on to midweek and yeah. everyone's played a lot. Of course, on those, so Farsley are in their own relegation battle. Yeah. Um, but I just think I just got a sneaking fancy for Farsley. Um, I I go exactly the same as 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 Gaz. The only slight banana skin is Maidstone are doing very well in the FA Trophy compared to what they've done in the league. It's like two different elevens going out. But I would still expect we'd have enough 
um, to win that one. And I'd only take all the shot over Halifax because Halifax aren't doing very well at the moment. They can't yep. buy, can't buy a win, can't buy many goals. So I, um, you know, long, long trip down to all the shot as well. So I'll take the four there. So then the bars we've got West Didsbury Chalton <laughs> against Ascot United. The holders Newport Pagnell Town are still in home to Aston Town. Peacehaven and Telscombe against Corsham and Congleton Town against Berry AFC. Who wants to go first on those four? Um, I'm, I'm, I've got no idea, but stick Newport Pagnell in the semi finals, stick Berry AFC in the semi finals, and then it could be anybody else. I'm, I really don't know. Guys? Ben, I want um, Peacehaven. Mm. Just purely based on them being a local side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, um, and then I'll be honest with you, haven't Newport Pagnell, I think, will be the. You imagine if they make it two years in a row? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't happen uh, often, does it, Chris? We've, no. we've, we've spoke about no, that. No, it doesn't happen times. often. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't um, happen often. Yeah. I'm going mean, go, go to go, go, go Congleton as well. Okay. And the Just other one? Just to be. Uh, West Didsbury and Chalton or West Dis- West uh, West Didsbury. Stick to my Mancunian roots. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'd go I'd go Ascot United. They're doing very well in the combined counties at the moment, so I fancy them to uh, to to go through. And they've had quite a lot of attention as well. Um, and I fancy Newport Pagnell and Peacehaven both as well to get through. Um, last year, I think after Littlehampton had got knocked out by Athletic Newham in the whatever it was fourth round, I think it was. Yeah, fourth round, I think it was. Um, and then got reinstated due to the ineligible player. They had a home tie all the way through to the final, which I think is what gave them so much in- impetus um, and more help. And when I look at Newport Pagnell, we're now getting home draws all the way through as well. They're getting up a home draw in the semi-final. I think that you know, I, I would, I would, I would check a mortgage on that one. Yeah. And... Semi-finals are two-legged, aren't they? So... No, not anymore. No, oh, not anymore. No, no, yeah. no. They they stopped in uh, twenty twenty. They went to one one leg, um, and then it's remained one leg as well. So yes, wherever you're drawn. So that's why I'm hoping that if Barnet get through in the trophy and all the shot do as well, there's at least another southern side in there. Otherwise, we could have a flipping long trip up north, which I don't fancy. <laughs> um, and uh, again, Peacehaven are at home. So again, just you know, banking on what Little Hampton did last year with home games, I would fancy fancy them as well. And again, I'll go with Berry, AFC strong. So you know, yeah. Congleton have still got a very good chance, I think. It's um uh yeah. We in both both competitions though, there's four four really good ties, I think, and whoever makes it to the to the semi finals and then ninety minutes from Wembley, eh? Unbelievable. Fantastic. Brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Right. On to the next. England C against yep. Wales. Tuesday 21st of March at Altrium, which is the only Tuesday night Barnet haven't got a game for a change because <laughs> the England game's on. Fantastic. Um, squad selection obviously came out on, I think it was actually made a bit early, but it didn't come out until over the weekend. And um, Paul Fairclough's picked players under 25 and he, he, he regularly goes for under 25 to under 23s. Um, I think more because it gives them a chance to showcase what these guys are all about. And yep. six of last year's squad are now playing in the in the football league, so it shows it shows that's the well. talent that's, that's available. 
So he's gone for, in this one, still under 25, but one player from each club, which I think is a very sensible way of doing it, considering the fixture congestion that everybody's got um, yep. in, the, in the National League. And he's gone for also for Harrison Male of Worthing, the yep. goalkeeper who, obviously, Gaz, you and I know of very well and well-deserved well as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, so congratulations to Harrison. My only issue with it is the timing because of the fixture congestion. Obviously, the game would have been put in the calendar months ago. You wouldn't have seen the cold weather in December and January. But do you think, as a going forward thing, that they should be avoiding the season itself and then mm. playing three or four at the end of the season? Like the full England team does. Yeah. They used to do the home internationals as well, didn't they, back in the day? Mm. Um, yeah. Because, obviously, uh, there'll be teams in the playoffs. You could play those internationals at the same time as the playoffs. Yeah. And players who are involved in the playoffs couldn't play. But, of course, there are plenty of other players who could. It would be a nice little side, side show. It's not the right word, I suppose. But I know what you mean, yeah. To have some good international football played alongside the playoffs. Yeah, and it gives everybody plenty to watch right through yeah. till middle of May. Um, yeah, seems a bit a bit silly, um, but good to see it's good to see Harrison in there, and um, good to see the Gateshead lad in there as well. Um, former Newcastle United trainee, so yeah, it's it's good it's, to get the youngsters involved. It's quite interesting as well. How many people didn't actually understand? the ruling on what was picked and I looked at it and I was going through the squad and I was like, yeah, he deserves, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." And I'm like, only Ryan de Havilland from Barney. I thought I could have picked about four or five players and, and, and congratulations to Ryan at the same time as well. And I thought I could have picked four or five probably players, players mm. from Barney. Not until I read through the report did, I find out it was under 25 um, and then obviously one, one per club. And I've seen a few people on, on, on Twitter go, but such and such should have got called up and so and so should have got called up. And then when you explain the age limit and, you know, he's only picked one per club because of this, they're like, oh, didn't didn't, didn't realise that. And I know they sort of mix and change the rules a little bit when it comes to England C as well. Um, but do you think it's a, it, it's a great idea going forward that someone from your club is going to get international recognition rather than we pick six from Wrexham and five from Notts County and yeah. four mm-hmm. from Woking and it becomes, you know, you end up with multiple withdrawals again. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I do. I think, yeah, I agree yeah. with Chris. Yeah, I think it's a really yeah. good idea. The only thing I will say, and I, and I don't know the rules on this and that sort of thing, is it only from the National League the England C or is it is it the whole of non-league? No, he can pick, he can pick wherever he likes. I've, I've, from, I heard as well, Chris, that should there be any withdrawals, Jordan Hunter's on the shortlist to get a call. Yeah. Um, okay, that was that's what I was saying because this year, obviously, you've got South Shields a full time. Yeah. And then there'll, there'll be there'll be team there'll be players in there who are only part time. Dan Gallagher from Dorking being one of mm-hmm. them, for example. Mm-hmm. And I ju- I just think that sometimes there is so much talent below the National League. Yeah. That that does get missed. And the one person I thought of from last season was Ollie Pierce. Didn't get called up, and I for Worth, Worthing player. I don't know. I've seen him play, but he was top scorer last season. I uh, won the Golden mm. Boot in 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 the Ishmael League, and I, I just think that maybe having a look further down, sometimes he might find someone that is an absolute gem yeah. 
and it might give that person a chance to shine on an international mm. level where other people will be watching. Yeah. That's Speaking the only of, thing I that's yeah. the only thing I would say. You mentioned Jordan Hunter. I mean Jordan's a tremendous fullback, um, tremendous going forward, and he fits the bill. You know, he's 21, 22, mm. 22 years of age. Um and is a cracking player. So yeah, it would be it would be lovely to see him get um recognition as well. But it, I think going back, yeah, the, the criteria is about right. It's just the, the playing of the game when there's been so many games postponed. Seems a little bit naive. Would have been better uh, at the end of the season. Like it's like you look at like say um, in American football, you'll have the Pro Bowl at the end of the season yeah. before yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, have you got your internationals to to play be maybe before the playoff final? Um, mm, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Like I say, I think. I, do you know what, Chris? Actually, when you said about like you know playing at that time of year. The thought of the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl came into my head because that's exactly yeah, the similar exactly kind of line what it is. Well. So all-star yeah. teams, yeah, all-star teams who players who have been the best throughout the season from each club getting together, playing against other international sides prior to the playoff final will be, and then the playoff final to finish it all off will be will be smashing. Absolutely, right. Almost time to wrap up. A couple of other bits I've picked up during the week and one I picked up from again listen to another podcast at the end of last week as well um, workshop in one of the Northern Premier League Chris first team to pick up a playoff place mm. this year as well and they, I think they achieved it just before March turn didn't they as well so it's actually yeah, they've Feb just, they got in they've just walked that mm. I, um, I'm glad we're getting promoted because <laughs> I think had, had Shields you know stuttered and spluttered this year when you consider it's likely Macclesfield will be coming up as well. Yeah. Getting out of the Northern Premier League next season certainly yeah. won't be easy. Um, so no, Worksop clearly, you know, they are they are doing better at that in that division than what South Shields did in 2017-18 by a distance. Right. So clearly they are some some side. Some yeah. side. I mean, I will say this. If you look through the tables from step three to, to step six as well, there are some sides that are having some cracking seasons as well and only lost maybe one or two games. And mm. yet they're still not close to promotion. There's still another side sort of almost hanging on the coattails, isn't there? Yeah. Like, you know, all the yeah. way all the way through. But one of the things you probably would have seen as well, Gaz, was um, Shoreham at step six in, in sure, Sussex yeah. were last unbeaten side, weren't they, going into they were, uh, yeah. the midweek games. And uh, the pressure's finally off because they lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they can play without pressure now, can't they? They can go yeah. and just win the league. Because I think a couple of years ago they were in they were in the Ishmael League, weren't they? But three or four, they were, five yeah, years you're ago. Right, yeah, yeah. No, they went up, no. didn't they? Um, uh, by default through Hayward yeah. getting some uh, points deducted for ineligible uh, ineligible players. So, um, it, yeah, it's yeah. A, a fantastic to get through to almost to March, wasn't it? To Tuesday night last week yeah. to get through to the end of February unbeaten. Um, I know. And the last team standing for that. Yeah, and they did, and they've had they'll have ten days off between their next game, Correct. which is on Saturday. I think they're not playing midweek. Yeah, you're right. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're away for that one as well. They were just quickly. I I saw a quote from the from their gaffer that sort of said um, he congratulated them on on such a great achievement, and then laid into them about giving away uh, <laughs> yeah. giving away a defeat on a platter. 
Like he said, he almost made it easy. For them. And I've actually, I've actually seen Sean play a couple of times this season, and they have just looked yeah levels above levels yeah. above. And I think I saw I saw an absolute worldie of a goal from I can't remember the player that guy's name. Harry but Heath, quite possibly. He's, yeah, he's a centre midfield. It's a centre midfielder about thirty yards out, and it just bent it into the top corner. Just it reminded, reminded me a little bit of Skulls or Gerard, where it just comes, he hits it on a volley, and it just hits abs lands absolutely perfectly. But no, you had to lower, shout, you had to lower, shout, had to lower the tone by bringing those names in, didn't you? Well, <laughs> I, I'm still licking my wounds from my uh, from my from yesterday. So, well, yeah. as 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 I said on Twitter, at least when Barnet let in seven, they put five in the other end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been coming though, hasn't it? Anyway, that's that's yeah. not non-league, is it? Let's move it's back to not. non-league. Let's let's just move away from that. Chris, anything from you? Uh, two shout-outs. Yeah. Um, for the same reason, actually, um, big shout-outs to South Shields chairman Jeff Thompson, who was recovering from major surgery. Okay. Um, underwent major surgery uh, two weeks ago, there or thereabouts. And also a massive shout out to Ronnie's daughter, Isla. Uh, Ronnie, um, his daughter had to have a brain tumour removed on Friday. Wow. Um, How old is she, um, Chris? She's 15 and um, she's, she's, she's on the men. She's doing great. We gave her a shout out on Saturday at the game to, to, to cheer her up. And um, she's, she's on the men. She's doing, she's doing good. Uh, she's still in hospital, but she's she's doing well. So Thanks, big man. shout out to both uh, Jeff and to Isla, Isla, Pete, um, Ronnie's Ronnie's little girl. Not so little now; she's fifteen. But uh, a big shout out to those two. I hope yeah, they uh, get well really, really soon. Yeah, definitely. Best wishes from all at the PNLP to both to both of those. So Thank where you. we where are we going this week then, Gaz? We're at Dorking and Dorking tomorrow. Dorking on Tuesday a... night. Yeah, Tuesday night. I feel it's a little bit cheating actually going in a Barnet end when we're going to Dorking, but not for me. Not for me. But um yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Mark won't judge us too Friend, much for it when he comes Friend, on. But... Friendship stand aside for ninety minutes tomorrow night and I'll be <laughs> and uh, I'll be telling him that tomorrow morning anyway, just in case. <laughs> Don't worry. And also actually within that game there's a bit of a, a bit of a battle, isn't there? Because uh, Mark Beard is the uh, Mark's assistant manager at Dorking yep. and his son Sam will be probably playing at left back for Barnet, so be father against son. <laughs> I'm I'm Rick, sure Mark I'm sure Mark, Mark Beard will be telling his players to get into him. Of course he, yeah. Yeah. Course Just he leave a foot in, let him know you're there. <laughs> and Saturday, got anything planned for Saturday? Uh not entirely sure at the moment. Um just depends on childcare and that sort of thing. Um I'm you know me, I'm last minute on a Saturday. You are last I didn't minute. do anything. I didn't do anything at the weekend. No, I didn't. I didn't. I watched. I watched um, Southend and Barnet stream on Friday night, and uh, I had a had a weekend. Had a weekend off. I did go to two games last week. Though. I went to uh, Barnet Tuesday night and Seven Oaks Littlehampton on Wednesday. So I thought I'll give it a break on Saturday and and uh, go afresh again this week. Chris, you're you're on your travels tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, Matlock on uh, Matlock tomorrow, Derbyshire. Saturday, Shields away to Steely Bridge. I won't be going. I've got prior arrangements. Next Tuesday at home to FC United of Manchester. Nice. Um, traditionally, the biggest game of the season uh, crowd-wise, but of course it's a Tuesday night, so it probably won't be. Yeah. Uh, but it's always a big, it's always a good game against FC United. So we're really looking forward to that one. 
back on home soil after four consecutive away games. <laughs> That's Come nothing. On. We did six. Excellent, <laughs> 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 uh, guys. Well, I think that wraps us wraps us up for the evening. So, thanks, Gaz. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you never know. We might yeah. actually have a full contingent and something else from the south coast in the, in in, uh, in two weeks' time. But well, actually, you won't. You won't because it's your live one, isn't it? Uh, well, technically, yes. Depends if we we should record the week before that. Actually, it's live, so mm. um, the live live will should go out after that. So, yeah, just just look at our socials to see when we're recording next and sticking our uh, next episode out um, at the PNLP on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. So, thank you everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Are you PNLP? Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.